Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Hello, champion. Welcome back. It's a new audio series about faith. Oh, my golly, do I love this topic, faith. I'm a big faith guy. Love it. I want to talk about faith versus fear this week. Welcome back to the Everyday Saturday podcast. My name's Sam Crowley, host of the show, some 15 years and running now. Boy, you talk about faith just launching this podcast alone. <laughs> Holy smokes, man. Uh, took a lot of faith. I would I would argue it... Uh, was an unreasonable amount of faith. Like I had no business uh, launching the show because there was no there was no safety net. There was no landing spot. Uh, there was nothing guaranteed. It was just, hey, I got a voice. I want to use it. I think I got a message. I'm going to throw it out there. No idea what podcasting is all about. Uh, bam, and here we are. And uh, oh, by the way, would you mind um, when you get a minute, leave a five-star rating on iTunes for the show. Why? Because it helps amazing people like you find the show. So if you haven't left a rating, please do so on iTunes for the Everyday Saturday podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, So faith. You know, the book of James talks about faith. And it says, faith with no demonstrable action is no real faith at all. It's dead. And that's true. Faith and works. Faith and works. It's one thing to have faith, but it's another thing to have it to activate it, and a faith that's never been tested, it can't be trusted. Yeah, have you ever tested your faith? I mean, have you ever really tested it? Not with, I mean, with no degree of certainty. You just were like, I believe that if I take a consistent and focused action, I will get a result. All right, not the result that you're looking for. I don't think I've ever gotten the result that I was looking for, at least not right away, whether it's you know going to the gym or launching ads on YouTube recently and things like that. The YouTube ads have been an, uh, absolutely amazing. They brought in some of the, the best clients ever. Now I'm just kicking myself. Why didn't I do this 10 years ago? But I didn't do it 10 years ago. Um, and it was all a result, as I've talked about on the podcast in the past month, of my Facebook ad account being hacked by somebody in Vietnam. They stole it. They kicked me out as the admin. Thank you very little. Ran up a bunch of charges on my credit card, which my company uh, was very gracious to credit me all back that cost. But still, uh, I'm left without a way to bring in cold traffic, new leads into my business. And so that sent me on that journey as I started talking about back in May and then into June. And I was giving updates and you know, running these YouTube ads and investing all this money into the training with absolutely no degree of any certainty that it was ever going to work out. I just had to have faith. But here's where it comes in. You know, your faith gets activated because of the failures of your past. And that sounds counterintuitive, right? Like, how would my faith be activated when I failed? Well, remember, you're not failing. 
you're either winning or you're learning. And you got to be in it for the long game. I mean, doing this stuff about, hey, I'll give it a shot. Nobody gives anything a shot and expects any results. It shot, giving a shot is a lotto ticket. You know, nobody's ever surprised. Successful people aren't ever surprised when they succeed because they expected the result to happen. They didn't have some ridiculous time frame like 60 days or 90 days or something like that. They were in it for the long game. You know who's surprised? Lotto winners. They're the ones that are surprised. Oh, my God. I won the lotto. I mean, I had no idea. You'll never hear a successful person say that because they put in the work. They believed that the outcome was possible, and they activated those works. I mean, they went to work because, remember, with no demonstrable action, there's no real faith at all. It is dead. You don't. If you want your faith to be alive, you've got to do something, and you can't be just kicked off the trail when one speed bump comes along and knocks you off the course. You've got to be in this thing for the long game. And if you're not in it for the long game, go back to last week, listen to the audio series about finding your why, because that is what pulls you through those days when you're like, is there ever going to be any light at the end of the tunnel? Am I ever going to make any money? Am I ever going to build out this message? Am I ever going to launch this thing? Well, when you know why you're doing it, you never give up, and that's where faith comes in as well. But you have got to activate it. I can't tell you how many times uh, back in 2007 when I quit my job for the second time um, and I'm just sitting around and there's no leads coming in. There's no money coming in. I'm draining my 401K. I mean, you want to talk about having a strong stomach lining. Uh, imagine draining that thing that you've been building up for 15 years all the way down to zero. And that's what I did, drained it all the way down to zero. I bet on myself. I bet on myself. And there's a lot of people out there would say, you know, I, I'd, I'd bet on myself. I'll bet on myself. Really? Would you? Would you do it to that level? Would you put everything in the all your chips right in the middle of the table? Would you really bet on yourself? I don't know. I hope you would. I think it's the safest bet out there. It's the best bet. It's the sure bet because the worst bet you can make is giving your life to another employer for 40 years and allowing them to gamble for you. All right, those long hours, the weekends, the traveling, the time away from family, uh, that's a lose-lose bet. You may win in the long run if your goal is to build up a IRA, retirement, 401K. But at 63, 65 years old, you'll be put out the pasture and the worst years of your life, the absolute worst years relative to health, uh, acuity and your mindset and just the way you know the brain works and all of that stuff those are the absolute worst years of your life I have no interest and I had no interest at the age of 37 when I left the workforce of sitting in my front lawn in my 70s and watching the sprinkler water the lawn or even golfing or anything like that I mean that had absolutely zero interest to me when I was 70 years old I mean I got the aches and pains now at 54 that I didn't have at 37 years old um, and I work out every day. You know, I can't imagine if I was 70 years old, gave my entire life to a job, got the gold watch, they put me out the pasture, the amount of regret that I would have, wow, that would, that would weigh on me. That would be an albatross around my neck. I don't even know if I would be able to get out of bed. And that's not being dramatic. Like, I can't imagine the past 15 years if I just listened to everybody else, stay in the job, stay the course, be the good soldier, you're making a good lot of money, you know. No. No, that just, homie, don't play that game, man. I wasn't built like that. And I don't think you're built like that. You're not built like that if you're listening to this podcast. But faith, that's why I wanted to do this audio series this week. 
faith is what got me through a lot of the difficult times. And it probably got through you, a death of a family, death of a parent. I remember when my mom died, uh, one of the worst days of my life, July 7th, 1997, when I got that phone call, sitting at my desk in my office in Buffalo, New York, and my sister leaves a message, say, hey, mom died, you need to call me back. And that was it. Um, I mean, I my world stopped, all right? And uh, having only one parent, you know, my dad left when I was three months old, having only one parent that was the complete identity, the rock of our family, and then getting that voicemail, it ends. It's permanent. It's over. That voicemail ended a part of my life at the age of 29 years old that I will never be able to get back to. And though, that's kind of those are the kind of things that really started as I look back now and think about what really got me thinking about how short life was, was that voicemail that my sister left. And it also got me thinking, where the hell's my mom? You know, I was raised Catholic. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in the Holy Trinity. I believe God created you and me in his likeness. That's another reason why I feel like I'm, I, you know, I've got this ridiculous amount of faith and I feel like I'm wearing this suit of armor, like the armor of God. I, I, I don't think anything can hurt me. I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to run out in front of a bus. But I don't give a lot of energy to things going wrong in my life because I believe God is there when I believe in him and that he's got the best path for me, that if I put in the work, nothing's going to happen if I just sit at home. But if I put in the work and I consistently try to put value out there with the blessing that he's given me and the Holy Spirit lives inside of me, what, are you kidding me? Like That's why I walk around with just this smile on my face like I ate a banana sideways. I mean, people are, why are you so confident? It's the confidence that comes from God. It's not from Sam Crowley. It's the confidence that comes from Jesus Christ who died on the cross, gave gave us eternal life. Uh, why wouldn't I feel that? Like, how could you not feel confident? But then a lot of people who believe the same as I do as a Christian, they don't do anything. They go about their day every day. Every day looks the exact same. They don't try anything new, and they walk around in fear. That's not what God wants you to do. You know, when my mom died, I'm like, well, where is my mom? I know she's in heaven, but this is so weird. And if you ever lost a parent or a sibling or just, God forbid, a child, but you just, you you think how weird this is. Like, they're gone, and they're not just gone. They're gone forever. There's no more phone calls, text messages, can't stop by to see them anymore. They are gone. And it that period of time in the summer of 1997 messed with my head so much, I can't even... I can't even describe. I mean, my wife and I were had not been engaged. Uh, I'm sorry, we were engaged. We got engaged in the summer of 96, the year before. And we broke off our engagement because I went on this drinking bender for 30 days straight. I mean, I was in a bar somewhere. I was in outside sales. I was traveling on the road. And I was just getting drunk every night um, to just escape the reality. Like, I didn't even want to deal with my mom dying after we buried her and the funeral was over. Uh, I went back, uh, you know, my wife and I went back to our apartment in Buffalo, and I was just a horse's ass. I mean, I was tough to deal with. I was tough to have a conversation with. Didn't understand anything. Didn't understand how, you know, at 69 years old, my mom would be dead. I started drinking. We break off the engagement, albeit for maybe, I don't know, a week or two at the most. Obviously, it was a really good decision on my part to get it back together again. And then I kind of got my life back together and moved to Cincinnati, Ohio, where I've lived for the past 25 years. But I moved to Cincinnati three months after my mom died, because I wanted to get the hell out of that part of the country. It reminded me too much of childhood, mom, and there was really nothing left for me there. And I wanted to go now experience new things with this newfound courage and belief that I had in myself. 
And just those types of things really help skyrocket my career, my relationships, and things like that. Now, I work at it every day. And, I, you know, if you don't work on your faith every day, again, it's really not going to do much for you. But I would tell you this much. Um, when you do, and when you do put those works around those actions, your heart, as James says, true faith means our hearts have been changed, and a changed heart is demonstrated through action. A changed heart is demonstrated through what? Through sitting around? Through just saying you believe? No. Through one of the most powerful six-letter words in the dictionary, action. So go ahead, have faith, take the action behind it, be in it for the long game, and watch yourself get results. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with part two of this audio series all about faith. I love it. All right, let's go. Have the best day ever. And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for, amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram, at Everyday is Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.